we welcome you to this Easter Sunday on the Gospel Lights broadcast. We say happy Easter to all of our listeners today and trust that you will be blessed and encouraged and that you too will celebrate the risen Christ with us today. Help us as we continue in our um, program today. Lift up your voices and sing along with this choir, Jesus Christ is risen today. this week with our Easter convention with our guest speaker the Reverend John Parker and we invite you to come into our closing services which begins in just a couple hours at 6 p.m. this evening right here at the West Bay Wesleyan Holiness Church we want you to join our other two churches from Northside and Georgetown and the Church of God Holiness and our mass choir here tonight would you just Make it an effort to come out and share with us in this final service. God has been blessing. We want you to share in these blessings as well. Our pastor is going to speak to us on good news from a far country. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. And we invite you to share in with these choruses. He's coming back again, and there's a plethora of choruses we want you to join in with us just before our pastor speaks to us today.
blessed Easter Sunday to each of you today. This is Pastor Wallach, and it's so good to be with you. I'm glad to tell you, friends, he's risen. Praise the Lord. This is a wonderful day. This is a glorious day for every child of God, for every Christian. This is a wonderful day. This is the high day of the Christian faith. Praise his dear name. Our scripture lesson is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. It reads, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door that sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. Can you imagine this angel sitting there on that stone that had covered the door of the tomb? And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. I'm reminded of Vladimir Lenin, who was a driving force behind the communist revolution of 1917 and was the first dictator of the Soviet Union. He died in 1924, and his body is yet today on public display in Moscow. Periodically, those responsible for Lenin's body have to take him out of the glass case in which he is stored and wash the corpse with, with chemicals and repair areas that have been damaged. And today, they tell us there's more left of linen by wax and makeup than there is his own body. Some years ago, Dr. Adrian Rogers said that he and his wife, Joyce, were in Russia, and while they were there, they visited Lenin's tomb. People are given strict instructions that when they walk into the mausoleum, that they aren't to say anything. So Dr. Rogers said that he and his wife were walking through the mausoleum, and, and that his wife normally follows and obeys rules. But every little bit, there was a guard that stood in the mausoleum to guard the tomb of linen. And Mrs. Rogers, as she walked along, she would say in front of one of the guards, "'My Jesus is alive.'" And to every single guard, she would say that. My Jesus is alive. My Jesus is alive. And not one of those guards made any remark back to her. You see, Joyce Rogers knew that her Savior was not in a tomb. 
And she wanted to share that good news with those Russian soldiers that day. In Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 25, we read, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. And today we have exciting news to share. (laughs) Today we celebrate the glorious news that our Savior, the Lord Jesus, is not dead and lying in a grave. Today we celebrate the fact that he is risen from the dead and that the tomb he once occupied for just a little while is empty. The exciting news that Jesus is alive is news we need to hear and share again and again and again, and I'm sharing it with you today. Matter of fact, friends, that's why we meet every Sunday. We Christians meet every Sunday on the first day of the week. That's what we do here at Wesleyan Holiness Church at West Bay to tell the story. He is risen. That's what we do every Sunday, every Lord's Day, the first day of the week. So Jesus was resurrected on Sunday. As seen in John chapter 20 and verse 1 and Mark chapter 16 verses 9 through 10. That's why we worship on Sunday. Because Jesus appeared to the disciples on Sunday. In John chapter 20 and verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week. That's why we worship on Sunday. A week later, Jesus appeared to his disciples again when on Sunday, seen in John chapter 20 and verse 26. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came, stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. That's why we worship on Sunday, because of the resurrection and Jesus is alive. Then Pentecost, the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit, happened on, guess, Sunday. We see this in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And all the way back in Leviticus chapter 23 verses 15 through 17 clearly explains that Pentecost happens the day after the seventh Sabbath. Because the scripture says, from the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, count off seven full weeks, count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. And those early Christians came together in one place on that day on the day of Pentecost, with the Apostle Peter being the leader, the first mention of Christians coming together happened on Sunday. That's why we worship on the Lord's Day, on the first day of the week. The Christians' first public sermon was delivered by Peter. Guess when that was? On Sunday, in Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 15, then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. And it was on the first day of the week. 
The first baptisms were performed by the early Christian church on Sunday in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day, and it was on the first day of the week. And although Paul stayed seven days at Troas, the scriptures do not mention any Christian meeting on the Sabbath, but on the first day of the week in Acts chapter 20, verses 6 through 8. But we sailed from Philippi, the apostle Paul said, after the feast of unleavened bread, and five days later joined the others at Troas where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight on the first day of the week. And Paul encourages the Christians of Corinth to set aside sum of money to help the poor of Jerusalem on the first day of the week in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 2. It says on the first day of every week they were to do that. And so that's why we meet on the first day of the week, on Sunday, on the Lord's Day here at Wesleyan Holiness Church at West Bay is because we believe in the resurrection and the Christian people have always met on that first day and remembered the resurrection of Jesus. Well, this good news should cause rejoicing, shouldn't it? Certainly it should. Thank the Lord, men and women came our way to tell us this good news. And that news gives us hope today. The hope of Jesus' resurrection fills our hearts with joy. Our Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Let's take time and return to Jerusalem and look in on the events that took place early that Sunday morning so long ago. I would like for us to visit, to hear the message of the resurrection as it was shared by the angel of the Lord that came to the tomb of Jesus. At dawn on the first day of the week, three days following the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, some of the women who had trusted him and followed him, supported him, and had been faithful to him all the way to the cross and all the way to the tomb, approached his grave that early morning to finish preparing his body for burial. They came there that morning with spices, expecting to find the body of Christ still lying on a cold slab in the tomb with a huge stone rolled over the tomb's entrance and being guarded by Roman soldiers. But those little women were in for the surprise and shock of their lives. Rather than finding the dead body of Jesus, they heard news that energized and encouraged their hearts. They heard news that shook the earth to its very foundations. They heard news that still reverberates yet today over the corridors of time and eternity that he is risen. 
And as that little band of women approached the tomb that day, the earth shook and an angel appeared and he rolled away the stone from the entrance of the tomb and the angel rolled that stone away so that Christ could come out, not that the, not that Christ could come out, but so the women could get in and that gleaming angel whose countenance was like lightning and, and his clothes were as white as snow, then sat on that stone, which he had rolled away for the women to be able to enter into the tomb. And those strong Roman soldiers fell to the ground as dead men. They were so shaken and overcome. And by the appearance of the angel, they they just fell dead away and the women approached and the angel who had had frightened those Roman soldiers answered all the questions that filled the hearts of those weak little ladies before they even had a chance to say anything that angel preached a powerful message that morning on the first day of the week that I want to share with you in these next two segments of our being together here on the broadcast. That angel brought good news from a far country. And what are the facts of that angel's message? Well, first of all, the angel brought comfort with this good news. Here in verse 6, we read about it. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 6, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not. For I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Now this message from the angel, friends, was bringing a calm to these woman, women. And so good news of comfort brings a calm to us. You see, having already experienced the events of the previous days, these women were filled with fear and anxiety. The arrest of the Lord, the brutal beatings that he experienced, the screaming and shouts were horrifying from the crowds and the Roman soldiers and religious leaders. Seeing Jesus struggle, carrying his cross, the agony of the crucifixion, and then them taking his body away for burial. These women had given up everything to follow Jesus. I wonder, what have you given up to follow Jesus, friend? I remember the time when I gave my, grand, when I gave my heart to Jesus. I remember the time when I gave my family to Jesus. I remember the time that I gave my resources to Jesus. You see, Jesus will ask us to give up everything to follow him. What has he asked for you to give up? You see, the hearts of these women were already heavy and troubled over the death of their Lord, but now they became even more troubled at the sights that met them as they approached the tomb that morning. But after they were startled and confused, the message of the resurrection was stay calm, have faith, don't be troubled or anxious. 
In John chapter 11, verses 20 through 26, we have the record where Lazarus had died and Jesus had gone to the home of Mary and Martha with a message of calm and peace and assurance. He told Mary and Martha, your brother will rise again. What good news for Martha and Mary. And Jesus brings calm and rest into any situation or circumstance that we face in life today because of the resurrection. Why? Because the resurrection of the Lord Jesus from the dead proves that our God is sovereign and in absolute control. If he can raise his son from the dead, then there is nothing our God cannot do. And a God that powerful knows how to give peace to his children in spite of the circumstances in which they find themselves. So the angel told the women to be calm. Then the angel's message said, be courageous. The message of the resurrection should give us courage. The apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass this saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the angel's message, my friends, should give us courage because Jesus lives and is seated at the right hand of God, praying on our behalf, as we're told in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 and Hebrews 7 verse 25. The empty tomb inspires awesome courage in those who experience his power. One May Day in 1990, a parade was taking place in Moscow's Red Square, and all of the official might of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics was on display that day. There was a huge procession of tanks and missiles and troops and salutes to the Communist Party elite, and behind the tanks surged a giant crowd of protesters shouting at Miguel Gorbachev. Those crowd of protesters were shouting, bread, freedom, truth, bread, freedom, truth. You see, as the throng passed directly in front of the Soviet leader standing in his place of honor, some Russian Orthodox priests lifted a huge eight-foot-tall crucifix into the air. The cross emerged from the crowd, and as it did, the figure of Jesus Christ obscured the giant poster faces of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels and Vladimir Lenin and that, that provided the backdrop for Gorbachev's reviewing stand. One of the priests shouted in his deep voice, penetrating the clamor of the protesters and piercing straight toward the angry Soviet leader, Mikhail. The priest shouted, Christ is risen. And my friends, this afternoon, I want you to know Jesus is alive. And that should give us courage. Be confident. Not only be calm, not only be courageous, but be confident. The command that the angel 
gave the women was fear not. And that should be the message for our hearts with confidence today. To fear not. Because he is alive. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. And this message gives us that hope. Praise his dear name. Be confident that Jesus will take us through. Be confident that whatever we face, Jesus will be there. As Vice President George H. Walker Bush represented the United States at the funeral of former Soviet leader Brezhnev, Mr. Bush was deeply moved by a silent protest that was carried out by Mr. Brezhnev's widow. As she stood by the motionless body and coffin of her dead Soviet husband, she stood there until seconds before it was closed. And then, just as the soldiers touched the lid of the coffin, Mr. Brezhnev's wife performed an act of great courage and hope, a gesture that must surely rank as one of the most profound acts of civil disobedience ever committed. She reached down and made the sign of the cross on her dead communist husband's chest. There in the citadel of secular atheistic power, the wife of the man who had run it all, hoped, just hoped, that her husband was wrong in his atheistic view. She hoped that there was another life, that that life was best represented by Jesus who died on the cross and that that same Jesus might yet have mercy on her husband. Listen, friends, what that dear lady didn't know is Mr. Brezhnev's eternal whereabouts had already been sealed. We have to make our commitment now while we're here we can be confident when we have Jesus. We can have comfort. We can have calm. We can have peace. And we can be courageous. The angel's message said to be calm, be courageous, and be confident. And you can have your sins forgiven. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, Thank you for your only begotten Son, that not only did he die on a cross for our sins, but on the first day of the week, he arose from the dead and he lives forevermore. And every Sunday, every first day of the week, we shout hallelujah and praise his name and lift him up because Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is the only victor over sin and death and hell. We praise him today and give you thanks. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes.
from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints too.